Okay. Got it. Well, welcome again, everyone. Um, you know, it's the same old, same old in a way. The most important thing that dawned in me was, you know, after you have that hit of seeing the reflection of the old lion and your reflection at the same time, and there's the hit of being a lion, not uh, experiencing a lion, not uh, getting a lion, but being it, just pure, clear, simple. And then what happens when the old lion leaves and the young lion walks away, uh, the mental state will claim that free sample and uh, turn it into an experience the sheep had, yeah, very quickly. And now then you'll start chasing it like a drug uh, because it seems to have disappeared and you wanna get back to that experience of being a lion, but it's not an experience, yeah? It was a free sample, yes? It had nothing to do about you getting into the super right condition to have an experience of being you are that no matter what's going on or not going on the basic fundamental fact is being ourselves reality no i mean that's that's the root of non-duality you are what you're looking for the duality of seeker and sought gets gets condensed into the seeker is the sort yeah much different and uh, as St. Francis said, what's looking is what you're looking for. It wasn't, uh, didn't come with 50 requirements for us to become what we're looking for. Yeah, it's just what's looking is what we're looking for. Yeah, it's that sudden thing they used to talk about. I, they probably still do in sudden and uh, enlightenment in Zen, you know, a Satori, Bamo. You just, the emperor has no clothes, yeah? And then something arises, the mental state, which is its mechanical programming, and whatever it's brought into contact, now it's been in, brought into contact with its own absence, let's say, you know, which is an inherent state, really, but in its own absence, and then it turns that into an experience it had. Yeah, it just translates it that way. And it starts telling a story about disappearing completely. Yeah, yet there's still someone telling you they disappeared, you know. Or I don't see anybody, I don't see any people. Well, if you didn't, you wouldn't say I don't see any people. There'd be nothing to say. Guess you wouldn't have seen any people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just insane. So this head has a habit and it's a pretty fast habit and it's going to claim uh, whatever you bring it into contact with. And in this way, it neuters what, what is actually revealed because there's this, there, the idea that it was revealed to me and that me neuters the revelation. The me doesn't have the revelation. The me neuters the revelation by saying it had it, yeah? And hopefully with an understanding of this, you'll see it. 
just like we do in recovery on a simplified level, you do an inventory on the manifestations of this idea of self in one's life. And when you do that, when the manifestations of self start to happen again, you see them. Yeah, before you never saw them. Now you start seeing them. So the understanding, yeah, that what's manifesting through me is not me, allows you to see that when it does it. Yeah, instead of having it do it and have the claiming it's you, just just slide into the prime, you know, the primary point, and on we go again with an interpretation. No, you see it now because you've been you've worn the pair of glasses that satsang and non-duality has given you. You can see it, yeah? And when you see it, you're not looking from it. And what happens? That understanding brings about, it's almost like it highlights the misunderstandings, like a yellow little magic marker to highlight these assumptions we live by as this mental idea. The one of them was amazing when I was younger. This whole idea, it, it, it hatched a huge business, which was how to get into the moment, predicated on this insane idea you could be out of a moment. But that was just, oh, naturally taken to be so. Oh, yes, I'm out of the moment. I'm always out of the moment. But that's, but that's being stated in the moment. You can't be out of a moment. Yes, you can say you're out of it, but that's the moment. the out of the moment is the moment yeah but so what happens is we swallow this crazy idea and then a desire is directed for financial gains right to get into the moment and so you get the book how to get into the moment and you can't wait for the the second edition how to really get into the moment and then the third edition how to really really get into the moment yeah but in fact You've never been out of a moment. Yeah, these are simple uh, corrections of a profound misunderstanding. Not that it's profound, but its repetitive effect is unbelievable. Yeah, we're constantly trying to get out of things that we're not in. Yeah, and we're trying to get into things that we're not out of. I mean, you know, why do you want to have a bushel of in and out if you don't see the movement that's that's giving meaning to both in and out knowing in and knowing out isn't it it's the understanding that there's a drive to get out of what you're not in and a drive to get in to what you're not out of (laughs) what yeah watch it now you would never recognize it usually but now when you're watching the traffic you have these glasses of non-duality you see it wait a minute i've been trying to get out of them get into a moment that i can't be out of and i've been trying to get out of this thing called self that i can't be in what an insane situation yeah (laughs) you need to go any farther I want to go to the advanced stage. No, it's not going to serve you. Yeah. The fundamentals, the clarity. Yeah. Like Zen would say, you start seeing blue as blue and red as red. Yeah. 
that's profound. Instead of having something interpret blue to be red and interpret yellow to be blue, it's just clear, yes. I'm here because I'm here, yeah? I'm not there because I'm here, yeah? What's not happening can have a lot of possibilities, but it doesn't contain one quality, which what's happening contains. It's not happening, yeah? What's not happening is not happening. If you look around, it's not happening. <laughs> Tuesday doesn't show up in Monday. It just doesn't go that way, yeah? There seems to be these individual boundaries that aren't crossed, yeah? So yet, in what's not happening on a Tuesday, we can be destitute by thinking about Friday. We can feel like we're destitute by thinking about a possible condition I may find myself in in Friday. And because the faith is so strong in that, that head, that imaginary destitution in an imaginary day overrides now. That's mind boggling. It overrides right now. Yeah. You'll be sitting in a real chilled out place with cushions on your back and your ass and there'll be like an incredible amount of anxiety going on. What the hell is, what's doing that? Yeah, what's the effect? What's causing that effect? Imagination, really. So this whole idea of non-duality is just that. There's nothing called non-duality. It's not a new target. All right, I'm gonna get clear about duality. I'm gonna set my sight on non-duality. No. You are at what non-duality implies. You're here, yeah? You're what's looking. <laughs> You're not the you that's looking for what's looking. You are the what's looking. The you is using to look for what's looking, yeah? How does that work? Well, if the you uses what's looking to look for what's looking, there's a seeming forgetting that you are what's looking, yeah? Because obviously, if you were what's looking, uh, you would stop looking for it. <laughs> it's not pretty, it's not like an esoteric, hieroglyphic, you know, uh, labyrinth. It's, <laughs> if you are that which you're looking for, the looking for it, doesn't have to stop your belief in the looking for it will stop yes the head will keep looking for it it will yeah but you won't be looking for it as the head hallelujah yeah so while the head is looking for it which is the head has blind eyes it's not seeing shit yeah but when the head is looking for it you're looking but you're not look you you can see the head as a small part of a small zoom square not the whole screen <laughs> you know what i mean and that zoom square is somewhat muted and you never fucking uh ans answer its request with a hand up as a question <laughs> but and this is how this is when the this is when the mental world starts in a sentence everything is really beautiful but yeah, there you go. Yeah. But what's going to happen on Tuesday? I have no clue. I have a clue that nothing's going to happen to you. 
That's good news, isn't it? Nothing's going to happen to you. That's awesome. I'm so afraid something's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen to you. So, if you're new or not, the main movement of the mental state is to claim. Yes? So the mental state hmm, claims the verbing of life, which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking, eating, doing, not doing. And then it uses all of those activities to imply the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the hearer, the seer. Yes. And so when the seer is recognizing the scene, it may recognize a lot of different scenes throughout the day, but there'll only be one seer of all the scenes. Yeah. So there is so much rep- repetitiveness, pointing, pointing, pointing to this idea of being the doer. It's brought about a mental imaging and we're pictured as a body. Yes. The body is actually secondary. It's the feeling of being, the sense of being the doer when action occurs, the sense of being the thinker when thoughts are noticed, the sense of being the feeler. That's really the bondage. It's pictured as a body. But when you're seemingly in the act, you're not, but in the act of being identified as a body, it's really the act of being identified as the doer, the thinker, the feeler. Yes. And that all of that is pictured as a body, a singular, long lasting, independent thing. Yes. But non-duality is negating that, that's all. It's not destroying it, it's not attacking it. How can you destroy an imaginary thing? You don't go to war with no enemy, there's nothing there. So basically, it's a very disarming message and more gets revealed as you're living, going about your business every day, yes? That shit that used to just be taking as a narrative concerning you, about you, as you, for you, by you, now you see it as a, in a much different light, yeah? And instead of having like constant break-ins like CNN news flashes, you're fucked, they're out to get you, she's quitting on you, you'll never be loved, yes? You see it more as a comedy uh, source because it's freaking hilarious how small thinking and how myopic looking it is. <laughs> As soon as you forget where the car is, someone stole it. (laughs) You know what I mean? My friend, he did this once. No one would take his truck if they, if he gave them to him. He was, as soon as he misplaced his truck, someone stole the truck. (laughs) I mean, this is the head. It's incredible. And then he goes on to this whole thing, calls the police station, runs around like a chick without head. And then someone says, hey, I just saw your truck where I picked you up to take you to the meeting. What? (laughs) The guy must have brought it back. No, it never left. You forgot where the car truck was. No one stole it. Get off the phone with the police. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just what this is insane. It happens all the time. (laughs) So, yes, the movement of the mental states very fast claiming it's much faster than any other process. 
not physical processes like pumping blood, but I mean a process you would take to, you know, as a doing to get out of something or to get into something. It's much quicker than any process. So while you're getting ready to sit down on the meditation cushion, it already has you as the meditator. <laughs> it does. You've already been tattooed as the meditator. So, <laughs> and so the more you try to meditate yourself out of the meditator, obviously the more that which is you're not is the meditator. Yes. Yeah. It's like, the only thing that chants or wants to chant it's not a body is a body identification. <laughs> That's the only thing that wants to get out of the body is the idea of the body. <laughs> so while you're chanting as a body, I'm not a body, it's reinforcing the body idea. It's not taking you out of the body idea. It's reinforcing the body idea. So the more produces more reinforcement, not more release, but more reinforcement of the bondage. <laughs> I had it, man. I saw it. I saw it. Plain as day. I remember a weekend I had come to the conclusion the body was the problem, the body identification. Yeah, I had no idea that the body identification was speaking as if it solved the problem. It's the body identification. I had no idea that was going on, but I was sure it was the body identification. So I was involved with the Course in Miracles. So I saw this lesson. Hey, I'm not a body. I am free. I'm just as God created me, something like that. So I said it a lot for a couple of days. <laughs> and then a week or two later, I realized, Jesus Christ, what the hell would spend three days saying it's not a body, but something that wants to get out of a body? <laughs> a part of the body that doesn't like being a part of the body. <laughs> so, so these things I share, I live through them. Yes, I live through them. The things I'm sharing aren't, they're not intellectual. They came from, hey, yeah, I stepped on that ship tons of times on that shit, yes? And then so, and then I realized, hey, I wasn't the one who stepped in the shit, hallelujah. It wasn't like I became a master of avoiding shit. I saw there was no one who stepped in the shit. They were stepping in shit, but it wasn't me, yeah? That was where the relief was. So the relief didn't come from being, uh, you know, attaining liberation, but it was from the need to be liberated. Yeah, that's what I was relieved of from the need to be liberated, because what needs to be liberated is not us. Yeah, it's not us. So all of those things that were promoted and reinforced, and the momentum was about what I'm not immediately dropped when I saw I'm not that. Yeah. My idea of thinking I was a great spiritual seeker, all I wanted was contentment and satisfaction now. Once I got that established, I could care I could care less about fucking going on to the eighth level of some abstract something. I rather much, you know, chill out. <laughs> so it was very, very disarming for me when the chips fell. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw this thing in clear light, clear day, 
uh, that if you don't see this mental activity, you're going to be looking from it. Yeah. You're going to be looking from it. You're going to be taking what it says to be so. Yeah. And to try to convince it otherwise, I feel is a fool's errand. Yeah. Just see it's not you. Yeah. So, so that movement claiming the other idea is the message isn't about you. We're not talking to you and hope that you get the message. We're really, I see you as the obstacle. And let's say the space that's in the Zoom, that's where I'm shooting for the message to go. I'm trying to, I know I can't miss everywhere, but I can miss a somewhere. (laughs) I can. I know if I throw enough balls at a rapid rate, it's going to overwhelm the system of selfing. And then the system of selfing will stop grasping, wanting, checking, trying to know. And hopefully you'll be left with your own devices and you'll see they're not yours. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. So when you have that burning desire to ask a question, you'll probably see it's not you that has a burning desire to ask a question. Yeah. Hopefully tonight, actually. And then you just go on. Yeah. And uh, you'll be the answer that you are looking for through questions. Yeah. You will be that answer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go at it. Yeah. Anyone have anything to share or anything like that? You get the direction. This isn't about uh, the idea when you see that which defeated you as something else, and then something starts talking about that something else. That which is talking about the something else is also something else. Yeah? Yeah. And so let's say the aperture of your life opens super wide and you haven't transcended, you haven't disappeared, the mental state is going to appear, not right that moment, but in a half a second, and say, man, I am incredibly clear right now, yeah? And hopefully you'll have an understanding to see that as not you, yeah? And after you catch it a few times, you don't need to catch it anymore. It will keep doing it, but you're, uh, the belief in it's emptied, yes? Yes. So it'll keep saying, I'm going to throw this baby in the well. I'm going to throw it. And, you know, you realize there's no baby. There's no well. Yes. So it's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. After 50 times, you really, you know, in this case, hopefully once or four or five. But there'll be a point where you'll see the the great warnings are crying wolf in most cases. Yes. So. All right. Anyone want to ask anything? Strange. Raise their hand. Eh? I'm just mentioning they can raise their hands if they want. Uh, Lucas Pollard. Hey, Paul. How are you? Um, you know, you were just mentioning. I was laughing my ass off with the baby in the well. Uh, Cause that's not where my head was at. So that cracked me up, but um, it's, it brought up a more serious thing is um, 
You know, I would never assume to say where I am on any kind of path or anything, but I will say that here recently, um, I've been able to view these emotions that come up inside of me and not feel the feelings, but not become the feelings. And you said talking about the baby in the well. And so it really reminded me that this suicide thing has been coming up. It's been popping its head up like, you know what? This is just, you know, do you just kill yourself? What's the purpose of all this? And uh, I, I hear it as, you know, I'll throw the fucking baby in the well. You know, that's, and I was thinking how, because uh, I don't really take it seriously, but I want to, I, for some reason, I was just curious on how often do you think, is that a common thing? You're muted, Paul. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> well, they heard the baby in the well. Um, um, Luke, I'm talking, you mean you have the, those thoughts, the thoughts come up a lot? or? No, no, no. It's more like, uh, and they're not serious thoughts. Yeah. But it is, it is like the I'll throw the baby in the well thing. It, it's yeah. like this empty fucking threat that yeah. I throw at myself that it really doesn't make any sense, but I don't take it serious. I'm glad I don't take it seriously because I've yeah. had, you know, a past with uh, suicidal thinking um, in a dangerous way. But this to me, I, I see it clearly that it's not dangerous, but it is a little disturbing. I just wondering if that's a common thing to happen when you get to a point where, the emotions aren't as overwhelming. Uh, you know, you're traveling a little lighter to maybe a last ditch effort for the ego to try to like force me into submission or something. Of course, yes. Sometimes I don't like to use the word, the idea of ego, but yeah, the head will bring out its old trusted guns. Yeah, try, a, try to fire a few, a few salvos in the sky. Yeah. But in a way, uh, because it had so meaning at so much meaning at one time, and now it doesn't. That's an incredible bit of knowledge or value. Yeah. So you could see something that used to have a huge impact, let's say, on me, thinking I threw the baby in the well, and then there's a relief from that. But the the head's still saying I'm throwing the baby in the well. So you can really see there's a lot of value in that shift, yeah? Because it's not just about that one example. That's that's one of the forms of the expression of traveling lighter, the meaning that was given certain habitual thought patterns, yeah? Is diminished or changed drastically, yeah? So I see that as very potent myself. Yeah. And like, you know, it's some people would believe that if everything's going well, that's more, that's really scary. It's sort of like when you, when the, the system gets upset, you're onto something. Yes. So, you know what I mean? It can be, in, it can be an indication of a good sign. Yeah. So I, I've seen that a lot where 
ah, uh, you know, whatever it may be, you'll never be loved or something like that or, yeah. But the beauty thing is you've lost interest in it, which is great. Or there's been a loss of interest. You haven't lost the interest. There's been a loss. In, there's been a loss of interest in a you that had a lot of interest in that statement. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is why I, I believe satsang, uh, the participation or association with truth. Uh, there's just a whole lot of allowance that occurs with satsang. Yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up was to concrete it more, make it more real for me. And also that I, I do realize that I'm pretty lucky and that I don't take it seriously. And I, I am gifted that way. That is something that I, I thank all of this for is that I don't take it seriously, but some people may. And if they do, that it's, I, I for me, it was, it was, uh, very revealing like you said to see that this is something that used to really overwhelm me and doesn't anymore because i'm just not interested in it and it can say all at once yeah. i just don't it's okay it can say all that stuff it doesn't scare me anymore none of that throw the baby in the well that's okay <laughs> yeah well that's maybe it can be put to use now too there's a lot of service opportunities concerning people with those type of habitual thought pattern so yeah someone who's you know been under that tyranny not as you know where you talking as a someone but you know there was a being under that tyranny and now being relieved of it there's value in being an example yes to others who may be fighting that same situation yes so just be open to be put to use and you probably will be Thank you, Paul. That's yeah. it for me, brother. Yeah. Thanks, Lucas. We have Philip D. This is uh, blowing my mind because uh, I had listened to some of your tapes before I ever went into re recovery. I, I was kind of just interested in like non-duality and different things, just philosophy conceptually, right? And and then I ended up in recovery and remembered I had listened to some of your stuff on the big book and I think I, I was totally blind to the fact that I was an alcoholic. So I found your video today. Uh, it came to one of my feeds and then it, I just glimpsed. Oh, there's a Zoom meeting. Holy crow! And then uh, now I'm on it. And so it's kind <laughs> of blowing my mind like huge. <laughs> Uh, the uh, thing with the thing, yeah. So you know, doing the twelve steps, but I had a lot of good insight and stuff. But I, I might, I don't know uh, if this will be a decent enough question. But the duality of the mind, like there's I and me, <clears throat> and thoughts running through. Just like the other fellow, I have similar things. It just started happening uh, where you know your mind will. I, I was laying some bricks. I was, you know. And I was doing, I did it kind of wrong. And I was like, okay, I had to rip it out. And then my mind will go like, oh, just kill yourself. Like, what the, what? This is like, I'm not like that. It's not sort of my thing, but it just comes in, right? Or or a different narrative will start playing out in my head, some type of frustration or judgments and stuff. And it's really uh, real uh, at some level and yeah. not 
at another level. And I guess I'm going to reach a little further and say, like, how do you get to the place where, you know, you know, I'm not, say, mentally or emotionally affected by that, you know, because, again, I've watched your stuff. I've watched many other things. I've read on this 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 non-duality stuff and I, me, my, and it tends to just calm me down. But I don't actually get to the transcendence place. Well, it isn't about transcendence. It's about seeing you're not the one who wants transcendence. You're not the one that is is implied when you want to get over these emotions and stuff like that. Yes, that's all it is. It's about uh, negating a false presence that's actually an absence. So that's what it's that's what non-duality in my feeling is. It's just a negation of this sense of being the subject uh, at the end or at the beginning of all these narrations in the head. Yes. So either I'm doing something or it's being done, something's being done to me or whatever. But it seems like I'm the I'm the, where everything comes and goes from. Yeah. And uh, this is a fallacy. It's a mental fallacy. And this is the essence of non-duality. The essence of non-duality is not really I or me. You could see it, but it's really subject-object. And the sense of the mental state has wedded the subjectivity to this idea of being an object. And that's called me, I, you, yes? And this is... This is really what's being negated. It's not being negated uh, having emotionally, uh, you know, expansions and contractions, this and that. It's that, that's none of its business, really. Its business is that there's no one's having that. Yeah, just like Lord Buddha said, he didn't start talking about the efficacy of some deeds and 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 the contracting nature of some events. He just says, hey, Events happen, deeds are done, yet there is no individual doer thereof. That's basically the spirit of it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. I, I, so I guess I have some assumptions or underlying presuppositions, like you know, I would imagine that there, you know, you kind of transcend them. So there's more. I guess I don't know what that means experientially. If I, how I'm doing that, you know. Oh uh, yeah, well, experientially, it will. You'll see. Uh, you'll see a pattern of traveling lighter through whatever life had in store for you as the action figure. Yeah. Yes. But it's not the action figure traveling lighter, but there'll be a traveling lighter through whatever life has in store for the action figure, but it's not the action figure traveling lighter. Yeah. I guess I get somewhat caught in the idea that it's traveling lighter. But then you talk about the Buddha and then we talk about bliss and different like so that you talk about the expansion part there. There's some people who get into different states that they don't come and contract from necessarily. Right. They, they, they transcend of the self. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I don't think states. Uh, unless it's the inherent state, I don't think states that come and go amongst a lot of states are going to uh, not be affected by other states. I don't see that, yeah? So I'd much rather see uh, 
from the dog shit awareness and just recognizing there's a whole much of traveling lighter through what used to be a very heavy slog called the story of Paul. Yeah. Right. So, so there you go. I mean, and then what, whatever you are, Paul or no, what more do you want really? So my belief that I was going to be, you know, untouched by anything, uh, I, I just don't see that to be true. Truly, I'm untouched. No, I'm not touched by anything, but not as the person Paul. <laughs> Paul right. is constantly being affected and touched by, you know, fucking, it's too hot in the hot tub or whatever. Right. <laughs> whatever, you know Mental what I mean? content all the time. Yeah. yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. So this is about losing interest in all those drives to make everything stabilize and always be great losing interest in it and not have your interest consigned to anything else. Just see what happens. Yeah. It's not about, or I'm going to free the interest from this bondage or, you know, there'll be a freedom from this bondage, but now it's bondage or something else. No, there's just a loss of interest in self. It doesn't, they can describe some things. When that happens, you'll see what you can contribute to life. You'll gain interest in other people. These may occur, but the whole, the whole pivoting point is losing interest in self. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have an understanding of how wide the spectrum is of interest in self. They think they have certain ideas of oh, that's where I'm really self obsessed. Or No, it's a very, it's a, it's a larger, it's got a larger uh, frequency spectrum than you think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like we have in recovery where people would have this idea, well, someone who's self-centered and, you know, self this will be bad to others and this and that. And, and they said, no, we beg to differ. That person can look virtuous and kind, but it's still self-will. Yeah. So there are a lot of assumptions that are just that assumptions. And this is what I feel non-duality, the understandings of non-duality bring into stark contrast the misunderstandings and the false assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what you're saying, see, the, the word non-duality means, you know, there's not two. Yes. And we're working in what you're suggesting. I think, tell me if I'm wrong, you're just saying, look, you're going to have to play in the world of two for a bit. Many well, yes. Years. Well, that's, this is experience all this is is tunis you wouldn't have someone who would be aware of having an experience or that feeling of being aware of having an experience unless there was a differentiation between this and that yeah 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 the idea what i was trying to say was how who gets to the oneness right like how do you get to the one like because i realize who cannot get to the oneness well, experientially is what I'm saying. We are one. Let's just say conceptually. As a concept from my mind, I could say I'm one. But experientially, I could never tell you that I haven't experienced it. Well, let's say, but maybe in a way, using your terminology, it's the one that's experiencing everything. But you're looking to experience the one. But maybe it's the one that's experiencing everything. Yeah? So you may be looking at something that is a is a state of being 
as an experience. And so you're thinking you haven't had the experience all the while being in that state of being. Only yeah. because the narrator keeps coming in narrating the experience. Well, of course. And it's not shiny enough or it doesn't have enough bliss quota or whatever. Yeah. It's, right, 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 right. No, no, no. That, it's exactly. a concept. It's, a, it's like a ruler. It's a conceptual ruler that it's trying to measure something and then say, aha, I've experienced oneness or whatever. Right, but, right. I'm... Yeah, there's an underlying presupposition that I know what non-duality is, and then I'm going, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. Is that what you're saying? Well, the, the, again, that which you're not can claim to be the one who has who knows what non-duality is, yes. And that's probably what's going on. Well, that's sort of like Dracula volunteering for all the vampire hunts, you know? So while he's out there hunting vampires, no one suspects that he's the father of all vampires. <laughs> right. So the, right. the selfing is trippy. I remember once it was a it was a very good lesson for me. I was doing some things in oh, in Ireland, and on the last day, people from outside this contained event could come in, and so some guy came in and he knew of me, and he says, you know. It, sound, it sounds, when you share, it sounds so easy, this idea of not being in the body, but I find it to be impossible. But he was speaking from the body identification, yeah? So the yeah. body identification was speaking out about how impossible it is to get out of the body identification. Of course, why wouldn't it? It's attempting to promote the system, yeah? <laughs> but if you're outside, yeah. This is the whole point. So uh, people's that which <laughs> there's so much seeing and then it becomes a form of blindness when it's claimed. And now you're the clear seer. Yeah, because now the clear seer sees a lot of things clearly, but doesn't see the seer clearly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I only know how to at this point, at, at least what I can grab experientially is I am able to observe the content of my mind or the experience and have distance from it, whether the traumatic thoughts or, or there are there's general thoughts. I'm able to have a distance. I say I am able, but anyway, there's a distance from it. And yes. at different times it's, it's more overwhelming or not. And I did, I don't have to participate in it, you know, and that's yeah. that's done by putting my attention somewhere, like like say on my feet or whatever, and then I just stay in that space. And like you, I guess like you're saying, I I'm trying to then measure what level of awareness I'm having, and, and so so it is it isn't quite a conundrum. Well, it is, but what's valuable is if you see it. Yeah, it's only a conundrum if you don't see it. <laughs> and I <laughs> see, it. see yeah. it. It has great value. But this other thing about distance, like you first said you got made this distance, but no, then the distance appeared, yeah? But yeah. distance or space, does more space have to appear for it to be space? Or is the, tiniest, the tiniest 
space is just as much space as the hugest space, yes? Or do we have to have space that can be measured with like a metric system or the inch system of America? <laughs> well, I'm thinking you measure it, it, the measurement would be within the piece I would have or the distance from, you know, the negative or positive emotion that I would have. You know, and that and that would be a, a metric for me. Yes. Uh, see, but thank God you're not that me, so you can put down the rulers. Yeah, and let space tell you about space. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> let downloads occur. You don't have to write the thesis. The thesis will be uh, revealed. Yes. Stay dumb in a way. Oh, it has been so much better at times, though. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's been better at times being dumber. Yes. Mm. The I don't know is the highest form of mind in Zen. I don't know. My friend's a Zen sword master. Don't know. He talks to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a way, I'm tired of knowing shit because you know why? The knowing of shit is also known by a knower of shit. So the knowing, like we find it in AA, it says self-knowledge avails us nothing. Wow, that's an incredible statement because knowledge of self is quite valuable, but self-knowledge can avail you nothing. So it's really that which is before that gives any meaning to the knowing or the knowledge and stuff like that, yes? So yeah. that which is before is what you would love to become knowledgeable about. And there's no need to be knowledgeable about it because you are it. Yes? Yes. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. I don't and then know you live, it's much, much, to me, you're really on a need to know basis. Most of the time, like, I don't know what how I'm feeling or whatever most of the time because I don't check in much. <laughs> the head just doesn't, uh, it just, just fucking goes through the day. You know what I mean? And then uh, I come on a Zoom and then I feel like the hose was just sprinkling some mental landscape and now it's being used for a, a purpose of sharing a message. It's great, yeah? But, yeah. but, but then... The hose will be put down, and I'll then I'll be you know interested in, in getting you know do I have do I have uh, creamy almond butter or or uh, you know nutty chunky almond butter? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know, yeah. So just, I don't know don't if you hear it again. I'm tr you're triggering a lot of things that the effects of being relieved of a bondage of self bring about, which is being placed in a position of neutrality. Neutrality is not like super blissful or this or that, nor is it like completely depressed. It's like a, it's neutral. It's sort of a very interesting space. Yeah. It doesn't have many qualities popping out it's just yeah like a it's like a baseball a bass like an uh, a low humming bass note constantly plucked yeah 
So, yeah. so I guess we figured out that that, that, that was my, my conceptual understandings were grand, I guess, at some level, and, and that was complicating everything. Uh, well, don't take my take on it, you know, hear it and then see how it goes in you. And then, yeah. yeah. Well, it would probably still the mind enough to just do the acts. And then, uh, you know, I wouldn't be chasing something else. <laughs> It's the mind is wanting something else, is what I'm, I'm getting at. Yes, of course, yes. There's a loss of interest in all that. That's what happens. Yeah. Right, that's exactly it. What are the practical steps, if there are any, uh, you know, daily that you would, I would do or anybody would do to get to that uh, strumming uh, base? Uh, no. uh, stop trying to get to that, yeah. That would be the most practical thing. Or see that something's trying to get to it and it's not you. Yeah, I would say those. Be the observer. Well, you are. No, you don't need to be the observer. Just listen to the observing. <laughs> you know, yeah. doesn't have to turn into being the observer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stay, uh, you know, there's, look at water. It's quite different when it's stagnant and when it's moving. Yeah, but it's water. Yeah, supposedly. Water in one condition, stagnant, water moving. To me, this constant triangulating and living from a noun, this story of being Paul, is somewhat like stagnant water. Yeah. Yeah. When, when there's a loss of interest in the noun, you start really feeling life. You're feeling things. You're sensing things. You're now, if you, if you were described as a verb, you'd probably be much more intimate with it as an experiential sense than the idea of a biographical, you know, I was born then and I'm this. So these are my wishes and my, you know what I mean? You would, it's much, uh, I mean, I mean, in The Course of Miracles, I believe it describes us perfectly. We are the dreaming of the dreaming. That's what it is, yeah. So if you want to catch us as an activity, we are the dreaming as the dreaming. Not Paul and Judith and Stefan, but what we are. Stefan and Paul and Judith are a dreamt, yeah. They're a thing, either a mental thing or a body thing or a noun thing, yeah? That's how we're, that's how that's presented. But what, what's really going on is all verbing, all verbing, yeah? The seeing is, is seen in a certain way that there's this imaginary seer is emphasized and seen, but it's all in the seeing. It's all in the seeing, but the head goes like to one part, one, just goes to see and goes seer, goes to and seen, yeah? And then the attention and interest is that's flooding into this moment gets directed, seer, seen, yeah? Everything seen, only one seer, yeah? This is called self-centeredness. You could call it seer, seen centeredness, but it's truly more centered on the seer than the seen, the hearer than the heard, the feeler than the felt. Yeah. So you see it. You see the activity of the mental state. 
and you lose the interest in participation, or let's say there's a loss of interest in the participation. Yeah. And what happens? Shit that was right there becomes obvious and available. Yeah. All it had it, all it was waiting for was you, really. <laughs> That's all. That's all it was. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Thanks, Philip. And that, that phrase, measuring peace, was funny. And Bill Churchman's up next. Hey, Paul, thanks for everything you do once again. Um, I have a question for you. Um, I wanted to ask you for a while. I, I've heard you say several times about, you know, when you did that part of the course, uh, I'm not a body, I am free, I'm still as God created me, and chanting that after so long days. You know, I know that that's like 20 lessons in a row in a course, and I could never quite like doing that part at, at when I did the lessons, you know. But um, anyway, and then you said after doing it so long, there was this realization that you're doing it as a body. Who else yeah. would chant, I am not a body, except the body identification, yeah. right? And something similar happened to me somewhere along the way of, you know, I... I, I love Course of Miracles and have done it for a while and really put everything I had in it. But then one, some, one day there was a realization that who in the world would pick up a book an inch and a half thick and do all this stuff except someone who didn't think they were far away from, from whatever they wanted to be. Like there was a real big distance between what I think I am and where I need to be or something. And I and it and when it hit me, I mean I laughed. I mean I laughed for days, and to this day, sometimes when I pick the course up, which I do about every day, I, I get a good laugh out of it. Um, when I and there's a lot of places even in the course that basically say, when you get what I'm saying here, you're gonna you're gonna have gentle laughter, or you're gonna laugh laugh away everything you took is so seriously and so real and everything. But um, I guess my question is, um, did, did, to me, like, did you ever think that that's the genius of the course? It's like some kind of psychology getting you to chant, I'm not a body, I am free so long. And it's almost like what you say about the, the, having all the mitts out. And it's almost like it's trying to fill up all them mitts and get them, get them all so full that something's going to slide by <laughs> and uh and like like happened in your case you know with the realization you know who would do that except someone who thinks they're a body and, and me who would pick up a book like this except someone who thinks that they're really far off that got to have a long way to go somewhere and um i i just did you ever think that's just part of the genius of it to do that to us you know Yes, but I don't think it's just a part of the genius of it. I think it's part of the genius. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's captured in you and I are dreaming ourselves out of the dream. And as we do the dream, we'll get happier. So maybe that which you are, as expressed as Bill, decided to read the Course of Miracles and do it religiously to get that he didn't need to read the Course of Miracles, do it religiously. And yet he still likes to read the miracles and do it religiously. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So let's say if, uh, 
It's just a perfect description. It says you and I are going to use the dreaming to dream out of the dreaming, yes? So the Course of Miracles is an appearance in the dreaming, yes? Right. Zooms are appearance in the dreaming. These gatherings, appearance in the dreaming. Now, there can be a lot of meanings given to it, but could you imagine if with all the meanings that can be given to it, you were lived by an overriding meaning that anything and everything that's happened is going to be used to dream out of the dream. And as it happens, there will be happiness far out. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's how I see satsang and stuff. I think the association with truth, these little Zoom things and live meetings have a lot of meaning that we're not aware of. Yeah. And a whole lot of hefty lifting just comes from sitting on a chair and, and attending a Zoom. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've witnessed it for years now with this thing. And some people I met, I saw them the first week they came on. And now some of them I've had uh, the pleasure to meet them live. But man, a whole lot happened with us by just coming on these Zooms. (laughs) Was it the Zoom? No, I don't believe that. I believe the Zoom was an expression it was done by mind, big mind, yes? Yeah. And I'm happy it's overriding all the little meanings I give fucking shit. <laughs> because I used to see things as unvaluable and valuable. Now I see value in everything. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, yeah. That kind of what you just said, like in the dream, that, that's kind of, I guess, if I put, could put words to it, that's kind of what, what took place at one point of reading it. There was just this, like what you might call download. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I, that's what it's that's, like now when I go back and look at it, I see that message on every page, uh, uh, you know, almost, I guess, you know, all through. And it's, it's almost like if, if it was possible to see that, originally i you know i could have stopped right there and that would have been it there wasn't a whole lot more uh, it, it was a it was a quick message you know um yes yeah, yeah. But that's uh, not how it was that's not how it played out no see the seed of the oak is in there it plays out as the appearance of the oak tree but the seed of the oak is the whole idea yeah now that idea is complete and whole in the seed, but it plays out in the appearance of the oak tree. Yes? Yeah, yeah. So I got struck sober. How is that gonna play out? Yeah, I got introduced to an AA meeting that night. And through the, through the way of life of recovery, that oak tree grew, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, how did that go about? How did it move? What was the current? Where's the value? That's beyond my pay scale. But all I do is I have a, a smile and a sense of gratitude. 
about all the shenanigans and all the shit that happened and all the things that are moved and whatever. And uh, <laughs> I'm happy to be floating on the surface. I don't give a shit about the depth. Yeah. I don't wanna, just like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love uh, my friend and I, when we used to go across country, one of the things we did was stop at rivers and we used to have a little blow up float and I would get on the river and then he'd drive the truck about five miles down and keep an eye out for me. And I would just float down the Colorado river. It was freaking awesome. And then I, he'd pick, he, I'd get out, he'd get in, I'd drive 10 miles and then I'd pick, watch for him and then pick him up. And we'd just do this down the river for the whole day. It was really cool. Yeah. Isn't that a nice feeling when you're not moving, but you're being moved? Yes. Isn't that an incredible sense of, <laughs> of nothing's heavy anymore. Your muscles are intense. You're not ready to, you're just, you just can. Yeah. Your job's over, so to speak. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel point. like that about life in a way. Yeah. My basic job is over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something, you know, I mean, yeah. So, like, yeah, thank you. That was a big realization for me. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't find A Course in Miracles. I feel like more like it found me at a, at, at a perfect time. Just of like, that's the whole deal, you know, like that, that whole thing, you know, that, I, I didn't do it. If I, I won't go into all the details of how it all transpired, but it was, it was just, it just happened floating down the river and there it was or whatever, you know. Let's say, Bill, let's say just as an imagination, we could lift above this and look at this whole thing as, let's say, a monopoly board and to see ourselves appearing as a boot or an Eiffel Tower and then see. And also maybe have the, the old voice recording of the narrative that was going on in the boot and the Eiffel Tower as it thought it was moving to Baltic Place or Boardwalk, but really having the sense of the choreography and what was really moving the game board and the pieces and everything. Wouldn't that be cool, I think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole life could have just been the 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 swing of an an artist's brush, yeah, you know? like a little shit. That whole ninety year trajectory, shit. <laughs> so it sums yeah. it up perfect with the with the recovery statement that something's doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. You know, you suddenly oh, yeah. realize that. You know, that holy cow. I haven't been doing any of this stuff that I thought I was doing. <laughs> At least they're doing mostly nothing. And then uh, and everything's <laughs> happening. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bill. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you for coming and, and adding to the space of the Zoom. Yeah, thank you, Paul. And uh, your lovely significant other. Yes. Thanks. Yes, you're welcome. Actually, I thank you, both of you. Yeah. Thanks, Bill.
No other hands up. Any, this is last call. Last hand. We can say goodbye, I think. Uh, well, let's start saying goodbye if anyone wants to jump in. There's Janine. Janine Freedom. Yes. Nice to see you, Janine. Thank you for uh, the gift of water today. Thank you. Good to see you, too. Thanks, Paul. We got Mary G. Mary G with a lovely background. Mike, he's trying to eat while he's doing this uh, this thing, whatever. What's happening, Mike? You're growing a beard and... Uh... No, just my goatee. Yeah? yeah? No beard. Just goatee. Oh, no beard. Just a goatee. Uh, right. All right. Same old. You're not growing it, remember. And sorry, I forgot to mute myself <laughs> while I was chewing. <laughs> we got a new, a new. Steward, uh, another Ozzy. Nice yes. to see you, Steward. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Steward. Man. You know, I love being a man standing by the river selling water i love when people just start drinking the water yeah yeah very good. It's, it's very uh fulfilling for me thank you so yeah this is very fulfilling for me it's uh, uh I, I raced home to be here so uh, i was with some other course of miracles people and uh you know it's just uh, it's a it's a really good joining it's a really good joining uh, yeah i find yeah I love great. it. Well, great. We're happy to have you, bro. Thank you. Very happy. Tommy. I never see Tommy, but I know he's there. I think he's located somewhere in Ireland. But let's see. We got Mike. Mike just disappeared for a second. Robert French. Oh, there he is, Mike again. Nice to see you, Robert. Thanks, Paul. We got uh, David uh, S. from Oz and... Uh, a lovely uh, apparition next to him. Okay. Nice to see you. Hello, everybody. Elise <laughs> Stephanie, the friend of mine. I've heard lots of good things about you and everybody. Very lovely to meet you all. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Thank good you. to hear Thank the Aussie you. accent coming from yeah. a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice to see you. All right, well, we got Kenneth from Vancouver. Yes, he's our Buddhist scholar. We got Bill Churchman. We got Alex from Hudson Valley. Nice to see you. We got Jacob from Seattle. Hey, I love that 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 uh, design, Jacob. Yeah, thank you. We're gonna try to get some new shirts. Make some shirts. Cool. Kathleen, there she is. Always nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, Philip. Philip D. Thank you for uh, the conversation, Philip, tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be coming back and asking more questions. Thank you. <laughs> okay. there, there will be a quota. So, all right. <laughs> we got Kerry. Kerry from Hawaii. Kerry and Judith. I saw Judith, too. Always a pleasure. See you, Kerry. Nice to see you, Kerry. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Good to see yeah. you. Oh, here's Judith. There she is. She's lounging, yes, in the lap of luxury. Nice to see you, honey. 
there's Amelia. Amelia's, uh, she's done a great service trying to help people with the trip to Italy. And we'll be doing it again on Saturday. The Saturday meeting is going to start at 1.30 because we're having a live one in Northern California and doing the Zoom. And at 1, the regular time, people who need to want to talk about the Italian trip in September will be meeting. So remember, 1.30 is the start of the Zoom. 1 o'clock will be the meeting about the, the, uh, the pseudo retreat in Italy in September. All right. That's good. Yeah, I think so. All right, we got John R. There he is, another Aussian. Yeah. Yeah, we got Lucas P. Nice to see you, Lucas. Yep. Gonna move to the next page. We got uh, Alan. Oh, nice to see Alan. Alan O. We got Robert Helmer. There he is. We got Mike A. Yeah. Angie, as always. Angie's become a big part of the Zoom. She just walked in and filled up the room. That's good. Dave, be here now. Grateful Dave, always a pleasure. Nice to see you, man. We got Susanna W, ah, a great friend around here. Alan again, Stu, uh, there's Susan K. She's the, the latte lady for me, thank you. JP from Vietnam. Thanks for all the support, JP. We've got uh, Mandy, Kathleen, some phone numbers. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, real pleasure to share the time and space with you guys. And uh, I'll see you soon. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike.